Welcome, everyone. We're back for episode 12 of A Controversial Take, and I'm here with our regular attendees. Gentlemen, oh, how are you? Only just oh, attendees. I know. It's not even like a word. Like, it's not even a word that's associated with uh, whatever you came up last 11 weeks. Uh, yeah, that is true. And and also, I did no prep for this, so that's all you get. Oh. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Which, it no clearly prep. implies that you're the only one talking. We just attend. <laughs> uh tonight maybe it is we'll see we'll see where the stories go um yeah. last week though was relatively epic uh, for a couple of reasons obviously uh trip down memory lane we also set a record for the longest recording that we've had and we can't really go much longer just because we do have a free service that caps out at two hours so uh some of our listeners will probably be happy to hear that <laughs> there there is a, a limit on all of this there was a, you didn't attend, Zane did, and he didn't do very well, but um, Jacko ran a trivia on Friday night. Uh, and one of the questions on the trivia was, what is the average running length of a controversial take through 11 episodes? <laughs> wow. um, and I instantly just selected the one that was the highest, right? <laughs> Naturally, it was under two hours, but not by much. Yep. And that wasn't right. <laughs> no, because our, our first episode was quite sensible. There was only about an hour and a little bit. So I, I would have said close to, oh, probably over an hour and a half. Oh, I don't know well, where it lands. Somewhere around there. Sensible. Then, uh, well, the other thing, the, there was a call out, Tim, that really you're just, you're, you're part of the uh, podcast is really just to keep Zane and I within the time limitations of what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was also called out. Yeah. No, I think the exact words is, Tim's just a moderator. <laughs> he's, he's there to keep you guys on the right path. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to be honest, I don't do that at all. <laughs> I'll let you go wherever you want to go. The, the only thing I tell you is just that there's a, uh, there's a time limit. <laughs> and I, I'm yeah, not imposing that it. That is true. He called a clock. <laughs> We don't want it. We don't want to have a podcast where we all do a tubsy and we just disappear. <laughs> that well, if yeah. it was me, this whole thing's going to stop. So it probably shouldn't be me. <laughs> but if you guys want to drop off <laughs> at any time, uh, well, I, I I'm prone to dropping off any time. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you probably do quite often. And we don't even notice. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, hey, after last week's episode. Did you guys reflect, obviously, when in, when listening back uh, on any of the games that we might have missed out on that you thought, shit, actually, this was something that was absolutely fantastic. I forgot to mention it because uh, a few popped into my mind as well as I was going through um, or having a listen. Did you guys, did anything pop into your heads? Heaps. <laughs> Heaps. Yeah, lots. Yeah. I think lots, yeah. And it really, I, when I was thinking about it, you know, we, we were trying to keep it old, right? Keep it old, keep it, keep it back in, back in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, we missed a lot and, you know, that's okay. I, I don't think, I don't think it's a problem with missing a lot um, because it was, it was really a highlights package um, and it's more about the stories, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I didn't, I wasn't aware that, that, you know, Zane's childhood of games was all about uh, attending someone's house with an illegal setup. <laughs> but for example, 
so that was great to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, I wasn't also aware that uh, Tim played the shittest game in the world and really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 we had at least one other person. It may only have been one other person who played it. So <laughs> there were yeah. two of us. And it's I, not exactly, I it's seen. not exactly great company. <laughs> I shared with you guys uh, a picture during the week. Yes. Um, yes. I, I was. Uh, yeah, I was. I was out um, out shopping on the weekend last weekend, and uh, said to Allegro, "Yeah, you can go and have a look in the Lego store." And then I looked up on the shelf, and buried deep in the shelf was a was a sop model. <laughs> I actually thought that was part of something you found while you while you moved. So, oh, <laughs> so no, it's not actually yours. It's it's definitely not mine. I'm not a plain guy, but um, well, you know you know what you can get for Tim's fortieth birthday now. Well, I, should I tell you that I bought it? <laughs> Did you actually buy it? <laughs> no, I didn't buy it. <laughs> as if I as if I can walk out of the the Lego store with Allegra and buy a plain model and get her nothing. No way. Um, uh, I'm sure that would have gone down really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't touch that. That's for Uncle Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, let me tell you about the worst game that you've never played. <laughs> Do you want to play it? Yeah, just go and sit in the corner. <laughs> Do nothing. <laughs> it's about the same amount of enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. Go draw a line. About... It's better. <laughs> One of the things I remembered off the back of that as well was playing uh, random games on just other small handhelds. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about phones and, and I was looking through some of the old phones and like, oh yeah, there were other other little games we played, not as good as Snake. Um, also, I, I don't remember if this is real or not, but did the, did the <laughs> TI-83 have games on it as well? You yep. could put games on it, yeah. Yep. It had, it maybe, had, uh, maybe it was games. only Tetris. I can't remember it was Tetris. No, no, it had... You had that um, the one where you shoot at um, oh, yeah. people on a hill, like uh, different mm. tanks on the hill, like you shoot at each other oh, with the degrees yes. and stuff. What's that called? Mission yes. control or something like that or whatever. Missile c- control or something. Missile command? Missile command, yeah. It could yeah. have been called Battlefield 1986. That's an Atari game. Missile yeah, command. But it's a similar, I, ha- it's a I have it. I have it. Yeah. 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 But it's similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's more. Anyway, there we, was. We uh, sorry, before that, before that, there were also handhelds that were um, legitimate handheld oh, yeah. just for Single, one game, right? Like handheld. I think yes. the original Donkey Kong was was on handheld, but I had one that was a golf game. I think I have still got it somewhere. Um, <laughs> I could dig it up, and it, it actually like it's a golf one. It opens up and has like a scorecard and everything in there. Really don't know why. But, awesome. Um, Seemed to be fancy at the time. Didn't play it. I think I played it a bit, but not very much. Sounds pretty good. Uh, in those days, I think it was pretty good, but it didn't last very long. It must have got outdated very quickly. I think our memories sound- are probably better yeah. than what they actually were. Yeah. Fair. Still, very fair. Still sounds better than with. <laughs> also fair. Again, a point in time. A point in time. You guys weren't there. <laughs> you can't tell me what I liked. Anyway, let's move on. Hey, one thing before we move into what we're going to talk about, I was just, um, as you know, I've just moved house and I found that the only two boxes left in the house were boxes of my old shoes. Uh, Well, not old shoes, but basketball shoes and a whole bunch of other things. And I went through and I'm a little bit devastated because um, a pair of Jordan 2s that I have um, 
the foam has just disintegrated and now the shoes wow. are absolutely fucked. Um, those are going in tape, the bin. Tape it. No, this can't be taped. Literally, <laughs> the um, the foam layer, I can put my finger through it. The whole, the whole layer, which is the second layer of the shoe that connects mm. it to the sole is just disintegrated. Yeah. Singapore weather, man. Ah, yeah, that kills everything. Um, I have seen quite a few online videos of this recently, uh, only because I've been buying up a crap load of shoes. Um, and a lot of people commenting and saying, hey, wear your shoes. Don't just buy them and, and resell them <laughs> for this reason, yeah. that if you keep them for too long uh, in the wrong conditions, that can happen. Um, how old were those Jordan 2s? Well, these are ones that Nick Wong helped me pick up when I was doing um, my fridge trading with with him back so, in so pretty old <laughs> early days. Right. So they were they were fairly old. Um, can't remember can't remember whether I paid a lot of money for them to guarantee that they were legit, or whether I paid a little bit of money for them and realised that they were not legit. <laughs> I can't remember. I actually feel like they were legit and I got Nick's advice on it to make sure they were because he was a big shoe collector or is a big shoe collector. Um, so it's a bit disappointing, to be honest. There you go. Uh, how heavy was the box? And I asked because were the Ewings in there? Oh, the Ewings, right? So <laughs> they, they will never be destroyed. They are destroyers, but not to be destroyed. And they were in there. And now they're up, stored away. I, I said, I said to okay, I, these ones I can't throw out. They're a gift. They're a gift from our Chris Kringle. Um, I will never wear them. They will be permanently in storage. <laughs> I might have gone early because we didn't put this on the run sheet. But that whole thing, the Chris Kringle with shoes, was a memorable moment. And maybe we should elaborate that because I don't think everyone would have heard the story. And Zane may have not heard the story of all all of the uh, shoes given out. Not not all of the shoes, but I know of the Chris Kringle. Um, um, story. Well, maybe we can go into it a bit later. Uh, yeah. Before we before we go into that, so tonight's episode is about memorable moments, uh, ma mainly idiotic ones, but we can roll into a few others as well, and we'll we'll try and find a couple of themes as we go along. Before we get into that, though, uh, Paralympics started today, uh, opening ceremony last night. Did you go? Have you guys watched any of it today at all? Mm. Is that no. are you into it? Okay, no. The opening ceremony. Can I just say was. Really good. Um, 10 times better than the Olympics opening ceremony. Um, less about Japanese wood and, and more about celebrating, um, you know, people and overcoming um, obstacles and things like that. It was about a one, one wing plane that was trying to take off. It was really good. Um, very heartfelt. Um, so I thought that was really good. Singapore won a gold medal today. Um, in the I swimming, which is amazing. Um, Singapore is ahead of the US on the medal tally. <laughs> Did Joseph Schooling swim? No, he's he's an Olympian, not a Paralympian. But apparently the... Uh, you um, never know what happens in, that, in four years' time, bro. <laughs> apparently the, um, the, the girl who won the gold medal, it's her fourth gold medal, which I wasn't aware of, but... Um, so I did watch some of the swimming. These people are quite amazing. There was a guy. What, was who, she um, disabled or was she like, you know, like disabled in the sense of physically disabled or mentally disabled? I didn't see it. Um, Allegra told me about it because she was watching it um, yeah. and also told me that there was one of the, because 
there's a lot of the, uh, like, I don't know if you've seen the swimming events, but like the 100 meter freestyle, there's like 20 different events oh, depending yeah. on yeah. sort of what your qualification is, right? Yeah. And yeah. Allegra was saying to me that one of the guys in the backstroke had no legs and only half an arm, like yeah. out of his two, and he was still doing the backstroke. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm into it. And one of the, I was looking up what events they have. And the one that really interested me was the club throwing. And I don't know if you've seen this, Tim. It's on I have the, not seen this. It's on the scheduling, the club throwing. Look it up. Basically, it's the um, Paralympic version of the hammer throw. Um, oh, right. And what they, what they do is they, you know, you're on a wheelchair they kind of lock it in place and then you, you kind of piff this club that has <laughs> been, um, the club has been built by or designed by secondary kids in Japan, which is great. And then you, you kind of hoist it um, or hoik it, I should say, underarm um, out to, you know, 20, 25 metres. It's pretty good. It's very interesting to watch. Uh, and then they, you know, similar to like the hammer throw, they let out this almighty scream um, when they throw it, which is fantastic. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Very that. unique event. So now I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, we were talking, um, well, I was talking with a couple of people earlier about some of the events that have started off. And a few of us from Triple X uh, were just commenting on a game called Goal Ball. Have you guys Goal seen ball. that one? Goal ball. I saw it on the run sheet, but did not. Um, I didn't look it up. I looked up a few other events, but I didn't look it I up. I had no idea. So to, uh, this is this, I had uh, this is my ignorance, but I had no idea they have like special events for Paralympics. That's not including the Olympics. Yes, so and I, look, to be honest, they should have this particular event just for old people like us, because it, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, look, we could probably still get injured. It probably isn't a game you should get injured in, but uh, effectively, it's a. I'm not sure how big the court is, so but there's three people at every end on each end. Uh, the yeah. entire court, the length or the width of the court is a goal. The, yeah. the, um, or the, the people playing are all blind and are wearing shades. So I'm presuming just to make sure that everyone, even if you could see a little bit, um, they're in the same uh, state of blindness. And the ball has a sound, uh, must be some ringing in it or whatever. And basically, you've got to throw it from one end to try and score a goal on the other end. Uh, just using your hearing, basically. So you're seeing guys dive all over the place to try and stop the ball. It, it looks pretty amazing. Uh, I saw one or two games of that. It was pretty good. Um, oh, man. It's, what, it's, are, they, it's, are they in wheelchairs or are they just standing? No, no. no, no. So oh, this would be only for the, for the blind. Yeah. Yes. Able okay. body, uh, all limbs. But you can see people jumping around uh, just using effectively sound oh, to try and work out where the ball is. This, this, looks great. <laughs> this sounds great for a boys trip. Oh my god, we're gonna... oh, it, it is fantastic! It is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm having sure a look boys. at it. This looks this looks fantastic. Um, have you oh, seen man. in the same vein? Have you seen the sitting volleyball? Yes, I have not seen that. Oh, that's great! Yeah, you should see that. This that's the Paralympic version of the volleyball, um, which the difference is smaller court. Um, and there's some there's some rules around the type of people that you're allowed to have, uh, how many you're allowed to have on your team, depending on what type of 
um, disability they have. But the basic aim is similar to volleyball. Obviously, the net's not as high. But the one thing that has to happen is you've got to keep your bum on the ground. So you literally have to be sitting. And people are still diving all over the place to get the ball, but um, quite entertaining. That actually sounds like something also that Triple X could get involved in. <laughs> and anything with sitting, definitely uh, we'd be pretty good at. <laughs> no, I disagree because this one, uh, you might be you sitting, still but you still, yep. you still have to move. Yeah, you've got to be quite <laughs> agile. Agile from the we'll, ground. We'll get the I young think, one to do all the running, <laughs> the, the scooting around. <laughs> I think our problem is that once we're sitting, we're probably not moving. Um, yeah. Maybe the one for us then, which is my favourite of the fencing, is not not fencing. That's also a good one. Uh, yeah. Is murder ball, or, or known as wheelchair rugby? Where uh, have you seen that one? Basically, you uh, just take each other out. You've got <laughs> four four people on each team. Two are, are more agile in the way that there's it, different shapes of the the wheelchairs as well. So two are more um, there's more mobility in them, so you can can do quicker turns. Uh, there's two that are more defensive that we're literally they're trying to block and slam people. Uh, looks fantastic. Uh, have seen a few people topple over, which is interesting. So that's a that's a good one. Given that it, it's called murder ball as its um, abbreviated nickname, it's it, you can expect you can kind of work out what you're gonna what you're gonna see there. I think um, there, on the there is on just on murder ball. Um, I'm just looking at Wikipedia or looked it up, and there is a sports documentary which was done in 2005 titled Murder Ball, um, which is about playing that. Um, yes. And it's rated a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, probably underrated. Um, I would 7. say 7.7 on IMDb. It won 10 awards. If it has, definitely underrated by Zane. So I, yeah. I would lock that in. <laughs> it probably has. Yeah. I've watched that before. That, that is a good, good documentary. You've watched it? Yep, that documentary. Oh, wow. very, very, very good. Um, hey, I did want to update you on the medal tally because we are through most of day one. Uh, and the leader on both the real medal tally and the American medal tally is actually Australia. Yes. Six, yes. six golds, 10 overall. So great start. Uh, obviously, there's, there's a lot of events and a lot of medals. So who knows what that end number is going to be. So <laughs> many millions. Lucky we didn't do the, our, our competition. It would have been a 45-hour draft, I think. Has, yeah. how, how about this one? I, I'm assuming both of you did not see the opening ceremony. No, I only saw that bit with the uh, the one one wing plane. Tell me, tell me, give me, give me a, a range. Maybe just you know, not don't go too over the board. But how many Aussies do you reckon were walked out for the opening ceremony? How many Aussies were walked out? Well, walked out, like walked or wheeled out, um, were participated in the opening ceremony when I Australia was called out. I would say maybe 150. Wow, I was going to say 40. <laughs> uh, it was zero. What? What? So, uh, it was either two or zero. So I didn't see it, but when I went out there, um, LK, who was watching it with Allegra, had said that Australia only had two athletes. And I think what happened was that none of them attended because of COVID. And instead, they got the... Um, the Japanese representative to hold the flag and walk out the signboard. Um, I don't think that any of them walked out really? or went out. 
Yeah, which is a bit weird. There was a couple of other countries that did the same thing. Hmm. Okay, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. I um, would have thought that was a big thing, and people would have wanted, particularly if your event wasn't on early, something to to experience. Exactly right. Even if there was no crowd. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Different. Weird. Well, I'm saying you went, you definitely went the wrong way on that one. Thing. <laughs> 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 there I were definitely sorry. less people in in the stadium than there were for the Olympics. Well, just because obviously it, no. they they were seated as well. They weren't all um, standing as close as, as the Olympians. <laughs> but well, I a thought wheelchairs so many so many more more categories. I thought that you know our, our contingent would be a, a lot larger. <laughs> you went the other way. I like it. Yes, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Let's kick off with our main topic. And I think maybe because quite a few of us have been locked down, haven't been traveling, haven't been uh, experiencing kind of some of those larger events. Um, obviously, there's a couple of, of off-limit events like Bucks parties and, and boys trips. But uh, I thought maybe we should start with a, a couple of stories from memorable moments from weddings. And uh, oh. m- maybe Tubsies is a good good place to start. What do you reckon? We can. We can. Should, yeah. should we go, go, go there? Go there. Um, so, and Pete, jump in, uh, because I didn't have this down on my run sheet, but I thought it was a good place to start, because we have been talking about it, that there were a few people who who, uh, who had a great night that particular <laughs> night. And, and this was one where, Zane, you weren't there. Jang did no. fly in for this, which yeah. was fantastic. And he added a lot. Uh, it was a night where it was a banquet served over a number of courses. Um, a couple of us... Uh, was split up over a couple of tables. So there were a lot of shenanigans going on. Um, in particular, Jang, who was trying to get the to be served first, basically, for every course that came out. Uh, all, all I think that did was made our table get served last every time, uh, basically because of his shenanigans. Uh, but him and Charlie, were, were, were there were a couple of contests going on. So very, very, very childish. Starting with you know throwing throwing food in the air and trying to catch it in your mouth. Probably don't normally do that at a wedding, but, but he definitely definitely got into that a, a little bit of. Um, there was a, a couple of other small uh, drinking games, although it started with more sculling water and that kind of thing. Later in the night, though, it uh, got a little bit wild. There were there were at least a bottle of um, it was a bottle of alcohol on every every table. I can't remember what it was actually. Hennessy. Hennessy. I know. So, do you know why I know it was Hennessy? <laughs> this is a pretty hand. good story as well, <laughs> because um, you know we flew in for the wedding as well, and and Tubsy was like, "Oh, you know, we've got to get X amount of bottles of Hennessy. Like, if you've attend, like, and I'm in the in the same circle, right? But if you go to a Cambo or Viet wedding, it's always VSOP Hennessy. It's always VSOP on the table, and." Um, Tubsy was like, "Can you pick up some bottles at the airport? Because you know you've got the you've got the duty free limit of yourself uh, of LK, and you can just kind of like help us out." And then when we got to the airport, it turns out that the actual size of the bottle is completely different to the size that <laughs> that that he could buy from like Dan Murphy's or whatever. So um, I think the bottle that he could buy in Dan Murphy's was whatever size. The bottle that we could buy on the Singapore side was smaller. The bottle that we could buy on the Australian side at the airport was bigger. 
So, <laughs> so, so we ended up like not contributing um, to that. So I know it. I know it was Hennessy for that reason. <laughs> he must have done a pretty large run because there are a lot of tables. There are uh, a lot of tables. Winning, so, yeah, so he, he did very well. Uh, but there, there, there are a few who who didn't really want to drink that night. Um, I think Mike and Tony really weren't getting into it. Uh, I, I'd been getting into Cam for for his um, dietary requirements that night, so I was I was getting a little bit loose and decided to to join Mike and Tony in a little bit of drinking and may have pushed them into drinking quite a lot. Um, well, I thought I thought that you weren't drinking that night at the start of it. Uh, I didn't go hard at the start, but. Um, I came prepared, so Peg was there with me, and we drove her car just in case she had to drive home, <laughs> which was always happening. <laughs> and, uh, I, I did turn it on probably halfway through and took it to another level with a couple of the guys. So, uh, in particular, Tony, who, who I've never seen uh, in that kind of spirit, got very competitive, a lot of drinking going on. Um, got very loud. Very competitive. <laughs> got Yes, got competitive. Got competitive, got loud. Mike's a bit the same, you know how he is. So, and and by the end of it, um, I can't tell you much more because I don't really remember it. But from the photos, it did look like Tony was having a good time. Well, there are a number of, um, I guess, stories that came out of that. Um, after that, I won't go into all of them, but a few observations from this wedding. First observation. Tubbsy's family is freaking massive. Um, I don't know if you remember that all of Tubbsy's family was called for one of the photos and basically everyone in the entire building went out. <laughs> and I know I know from, from um, you know, growing up with Tubbsy, but I think, on, I think he's got like 15 brothers and sisters. And when you add nieces and nephews and, and the and the like to it, it ends up being huge. Um, so the family photo was massive. Um, around that time, Tony was getting a little bit out of hand and a few things were going on at the same time. And I must admit, it was hard to know where to focus your attention to. Um, so Tony was, he was dancing with anyone that would dance. And there's some pretty good photos of him dancing with people. Including Tubbsy. Yeah, yeah, including, yeah, including Tubbsy, um, potentially uh, mouthing off some abuse to the waitress who wouldn't dance with him. Uh, <laughs> then um, ending up kind of getting stuck in the bathroom. Um, and I've got a fairly interesting photo of him leaning against the wall, trying to take a piss. Um, that was interesting. And then um, separate to that, for some reason, Jang was lying down on a couple of chairs. And I don't know if you remember this, Tim. Oh, Jang, was, this. Jang was lying down on a couple of chairs, I think getting people to smack him in the belly or something. <laughs> I can't. It escapes me exactly what was happening. Probably LK would remember um, better than I do. So he was doing that. Separate to that, you, Mike, and Charlie were in a sculling competition, <laughs> which had evolved from water, which was the initial, let's see who can drink the quickest, to let's see who can get the drunkest. Um, 
So there's lots of stuff going on. Uh, the story I want to focus on is Tony, um, because I had said to him at one point, dude, you need to calm down. Um, I've not seen you like this. Um, how are you getting home? And he was like, oh, um, I was going to get an Uber. So I'm like, okay, like, let's get you an Uber. Uh, so we organized an Uber for him and he, he got in the Uber and, and off he went. And we thought, okay, well, that, that chapter has ended. <laughs> then, then about, I don't know how long later it was, maybe 25 minutes, he walked back into the venue <laughs> and, and I was like, what happened? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, what happened to your Uber? He goes, I don't know. Um, and Zane's dropped off. He's going to miss the punchline here. He goes, I don't know. Um, stupid bitch won't take me home or something like that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And and he's like, oh, you know, she, she, I, she, I don't know where I live. Like, I don't know how to get home. And um, as it turns out, like, he was hammered and she refused to take him. Fair enough. Um, we, we didn't realize. But then... We were like, oh, you know, where's your phone and all that kind of stuff. It turns out that was in the Uber and the Uber was still waiting outside. So we had to we had to go and collect that. We had to apologize to um, this lovely little Uber driver that he'd had a few too many. Um, and, and then I ended up driving him home and um, I was driving the Mini um, and <laughs> we put him in the back seat. I think maybe in the front seat and just said, you put your head out the window, buddy. Um, and he literally went home with the, with the head out the window and we left him on his front porch. And I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> but, but then after that, we actually went to Pancake Parlor. I think we had Jang as well. And then Jang proceeded to sleep at Pancake Parlor um, on, on one of the um, rows of uh, seats as well, on one of the booths. So... <laughs> It was a long night, That's and I, I, and I missed like I I wasn't drinking, but but I had I had my um my enjoyment out of that one for sure. <laughs> well, we know that if you weren't driving, you would have been there with us, um, and it could have ended up at the casino because that's normally where you, you get a second wind most of the time. Yeah, I I thankfully had a had a ride home, and there's a photo of me asleep um somewhere along Burke Road. Uh, not sure why Peg had to do that and send it to everyone, but again, <laughs> it, it, it happened. But and and usually, look, if Peg hadn't driven me home, all these other incidents normally happen when there's Shaz around and he can drive me home. So <laughs> it, it, it all's well ends well. Yeah, always, <laughs> always with us. All's well ends well. Now that was one very memorable wedding. Uh, do we have another? We do. We move on to something else. And, and I noticed that Zane's back, so I think oh, yes. we have to we have to go and tell a few things about Zane's wedding. Um, wow. In particular, um, the after effects of it. And one thing I will ask from the outset, Tim, what happened to you that night? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I because I, I I was part of the wedding party. I remember um, sitting down with Jang uh, ahead of the wedding at Subway. <laughs> One of the funny things was we were, and I mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks back, that we had sat down and we were talking about um, Zane stories and stuff. And 
the, the funniest thing that happened while we were doing that was he spilt Subway all over his tie. <laughs> and then he had to clean it up. And that was pretty funny because we weren't going back anywhere. We were just going back into the wedding venue to, to do what we had to do. Um, but and then I remember having, I remember being in a photo with you and Peggy um, and LK. And then I don't, I don't remember you being at the after party. Uh, no, and, and I wasn't. And I don't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> may, maybe I could have drunk too much at the wedding. <laughs> I don't remember. That's possible. <laughs> we, we did not make the after party. Although I do remember Zane at some point later um, accusing me of, of uh, putting ice down his back that particular night. But you can move on to the other, <laughs> even though I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so, I can, so I can freely you, talk you, about you, this story. <laughs> I can I can freely talk about this story then because um, neither of you were there. Well, you, Zane was there. He doesn't remember any of it, um, but Tim wasn't. And and I needed to actually uh, talk with LK about this as well because um, I had some memories. She then uh, reinforced that they were accurate, which is good. And she added a couple more that I forgot. So that's even better. Um, so... This long day, we're having this wedding. Um, we did all the preparation in the morning and the run through, and then we we get to the end of it. And there was there must have been a discussion that happened to say where's the after party and what time is it. And we realised that there was about an hour and a half between the wedding end and the after party. So I don't know who suggested it, but between four couples, so I'll dob them in, uh, Jez and, and Vance, Jang and Flo and Jono and Karen, um, we decided that for some reason that was good time to go and get a massage. <laughs> um, so the four, four couples, we all headed to the massage parlour. Um, the reason why I bring up the massage parlour is a couple of things, but one that was really memorable was um, you know, each couple got a room and we're sitting there um, waiting for the, you know, the massage to get started and all are here and you'll know, you'll know the, uh, the tone that I mean was Flo screaming, David, everyone can see you. So, <laughs> so Jang has decided after he's changed into his paper undies that he needs to have a piss. Right? <laughs> and he's walking around the massage parlor trying to find the toilet, but he just has his paper under his and Flo and Flo's going going mental at him. <laughs> and then we can just hear it from outside. Um, which was pretty oh, funny. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, so that so because I know exactly which uh, the massage parlor you guys went to. Uh, yeah, because that's the one that uh, it's the Oriental Taipan, right? So, and I know the flimsy and the pads that they, they give you, <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's it's like so a transparent, <laughs> so transparent. Yeah, it's quite funny. Um, so that so that was that was a good that was a good start to the evening. Um, then when we made it finally to the after party, Zane was already drunk, um, <laughs> and you know you know how these things start, right? You have a few, and then more people rock up, and then you have a few more, and you have a few more, and the night was a big one. I got I was I was definitely wasted. I wasn't I wasn't driving anywhere, but the the few things that I remember um, from the after party. So the first one is that at some point between Jez and Jono, 
I think, were the primary people, and maybe Zane got involved in this as well. They thought that it would be interesting to have a competition to see who could touch highest on this particular um, wall. So yeah, I was part of. I was part of. <laughs> so these three drunken idiots, are, like, and it's and it's not a it's not a wall like a wall wall. It's 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 like a a wall a doorway. Yeah. And they're they're running towards it and jumping up and seeing who can get the highest on this wall. I don't really understand why, uh, and I don't know where that came from. But um, because Jess was involved and he's obviously quite short, it, it's pretty interesting to watch. <laughs> so that was that was number one. Second thing that happened, and I don't know who schemed this, but um, uh, LK had told me, but I, I can't remember. Um, Zane was obviously wasted and he's lying, he's sort of sitting there and for some reason, and this is, goes back to what you were accused of, Tim, someone's decided they will put ice down his top and down his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and LK's recollection of this, this is the bit that she added because I forgot about this completely, was that for the, like around about 20 minutes to half an hour, Zane is rummaging around his top and his pants trying to get this ice out of them. And because he was drunk, had no control over what was actually going on. Um, and she was like, it was a bad scene. Like he's fanning it, his hands are down there and he doesn't care. So that was weird, but pretty funny. Um, then I think the next bit that I remember, which was quite near the end of the night, um, this game that had involved um, like reaching up and seeing how high you could touch on the wall <laughs> had kind of evolved into trying to dunk this particular ornament. Like, like there was there was kind of uh, like a a big vase with some like sticks that were there as like a feature, and and this one was Jang. He decided that he could dunk it. I don't know why. I think we we're talking about basketball or something. And he broke it. Like he broke it. He snapped the whole thing off, right? And um, and then I think got out of there as quickly as he could. It was already late. And then um, and then I remember security coming up to us and sort of going, oh, you know, like someone's got to pay for this kind of thing. And, um, you know, well, they weren't talking to me because they were talking in Chinese and I didn't understand what was going on anyway. Um, but what what was recounted to me was we don't know this guy, not sure who he is, don't think he was part of this part part of um, this party, uh, so go away. Um, but yeah, whatever this this thing was, he busted it. Um, the last thing that happened on this on this wedding after party was we needed to get home, and Wendy had already skipped off home, and and Zane was still hanging around with the boys and. Um, and then Jono and I decided that we would take Zane home. And the cab ride home was interesting for a number of reasons, including uh, Zane throwing up out the window and, and, and a few things like that and us trying to find out where the hell we were going. Um, but we did manage to get Zane back home or back to his okay. uh, honeymoon suite, I think it yeah. was, yeah. and uh, were greeted by... Uh, you know, the lovely Wendy, who the look on her face, and I remember apologising, was 
I was going to have a baby tonight and you guys have just ruined it. <laughs> that was the look that I got. And I was like, uh, we're going to leave him on the bed and we're out of here. <laughs> and, and that's what we did. And, um, and then Jono and I walked back to where we were staying and um, I got a few advanced offers for a bit of extra service on the way home. So that was interesting <laughs> in itself. But, um, but yeah, it was a pretty big night. Um, very memorable. Um, I, remember, I remember, I remember you and Jono carrying me to my bed because by the by the time time um, I was already thrown, I've already thrown up, so I was sort of semi conscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what happened after we left, but I'm sure you got the rounds yeah, of the I'm kitchen. Gonna show you, I'm going to show you nothing happened. <laughs> let's just say, let's just say, Kira wasn't conceived on that night. <laughs> uh, Yes, that <laughs> the after effects would have been uh, horrendous the next day. <laughs> yeah. that, would have, that would have hurt a lot. Uh, that that is amazing. All the all that that's happened, <laughs> and I love it that is. you accuse me of throwing the ice at you. So, I know, right? Yeah, I, know. I didn't know that, but yeah, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that was actually. Yeah, it's probably um, Jang. It sounds like a Jang thing to do. It does definitely sound like a Jang thing. I like it. He he doesn't seem innocent on this kind of stuff. That is no. for sure. <laughs> yeah, so it's why we joke. the key thing out of this is like we haven't been to a wedding for a couple of years now uh the next one is clearly going to be amazing and there's going to be a party <laughs> and a lot's going to happen so i can't wait for that whenever that happens once we get out of lockdown um there's probably one avid listener who might be a little bit scared now of what's going to happen <laughs> i won't be driving that is for sure <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can we, let's change tack for a little bit. Um, mm. And the theme I want to go with is uh, the early crow, where someone may have gone very early on, on, on a call and then it's gone very, very wrong. Um, and, and the first one I want to bring up is an event that all of us were at, uh, where we were in Las Vegas. Uh, this is a very clean part of a boys trip, where we went go-karting. And and the uh, let's set the scene because it it was it was a a tremendous go karting event. Pete had somehow decided that um, that guys in their mid mid to late forties would be fine driving an endurance go karting events. Can I just uh, say <laughs> mid to late thirties? Thirty, sorry, 30. mid to late thirties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we shouldn't do this when we're forty. Um, but Why not? Uh, well, let, let, let's see how it all plays out. But, uh, we're in Vegas. Luckily, it was indoors because if this was in the heat, I don't know what would have what would have happened. Um, but indoors, now we've all decided to dress up, and and uh, mm. Zane has uh, done Spider-Man. a massive favor. <laughs> uh, you were Spider Man, were you? You bought you yeah. bought all of the the outfits. That's right. Because yep. they were they were the cheapest to source. China <laughs> makes a lot of sense, um, yeah. and and we we did all dress up for this event, um, which was a fantastic spectacle. And there were a few people, I think, on the side taking photos of us and wanted photos with us afterwards as well. Um, I, I remember definitely Spider Man Zane, uh, which is also a throwback to another another story. Uh, yeah. Buzz Buzz Lightyear Pete. Yeah, um, there was definitely Pink Ranger. A, Pink, Pink Ranger. Pink Ranger. Was that Tubbsy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was so Tubbsy. There wasn't much left. <laughs> Wasn't much left to the imagination on that one, to be honest. Yeah. We had Batman, 
it at wasn't Chefs. Atch, but it was Chaz, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Batman yep. Atch was was a different different event. That, that different was event. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, uh, Ninja Ninja Turtle. Eh? Ninja, yeah, that's right. Ninja Turtle. He Man. Ninja Atch. Uh, he Man. Yes, uh, that was the young one. Uh, yep. I was I was Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Uh, Chun Li. Chun Li. Yes. Franny. And, and Sailor Moon. Mr. Sailor Saunders. Moon. Saunders. Yep. Uh, what was Jang? Uh, Jang was Captain America. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a nice, nice little, um, nice little thing to to dress up, and and uh, it, it made it a lot easier when we were driving to know who you were coming up to. So that was that was also an, an added benefit. But before every go karting event, obviously the the first thing they do is they take you to the side and you watch a safety video of what you should do. Mm. And I distinctly remember that all of us couldn't care less um we're watching the video and they're talking about what you should and shouldn't do and obviously one of the key things you shouldn't do is ram the barriers and they showed a couple of examples of hitting the barriers too hard and being a little bit stupid and i distinctly remember zane shouting out what kind of idiot would do that or something to that effect mm-hmm. <laughs> very early on safety very break. early on it's done let, let, let's 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 yeah, get in our carts and we'll go out for a, on, on track. So uh, we go and do qualifying. Um, I think I don't know how many laps it was, maybe five or so to get around, get a time. Uh, Zane, where, whereabouts were you in the in the pecking order of qualifying? Mid mid pack. Yeah, around mid pack. Mid pack. Mid pack. I have a feeling he was around around number six or seven, maybe six. Let, 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 wait, let's run through the order. So. Uh, I know Jacko and Tim were front row. Yep. Me and Franny, you and Franny? were second row. And then I feel I like fifth, it, yeah, I, I feel like it was Zane and Jang on the third row. Would that be right? Yeah. That, that feels about or right. maybe me and Tubbs, I'm not sure. No, nah, Tubbs was slow. Okay. Well I'm not Atch was slow. <laughs> Atch was slow. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. So electric carts, uh you've got to drive them uh, in a certain way. Um, so I remember loading up on the grid, normal, normal little lineup, um, guys get ready, time to go. The, the light, was the guy, did the guy wave the flag or were there lights? I can't remember. Maybe there were I lights. I think it was lights. It was lights. Goes green. First, first we run down, run down to, uh, the first corner. Um, I think that was okay. It was then, then the turn, turn back up the second second corner where I get past easily. Jacko gets past. Uh, I, I fought past to, to front place looking pretty good. Uh, I can see Pete, Pete and, um, and Frenny get past the, the turn nicely as well. Uh, then there's a screech and there is a big hit. <laughs> what in the hell has happened? Suddenly, yellow, yellow flag. lights fly <laughs> or, or flashing everywhere. Like, oh my God, what has happened? Uh, I turn around and I, I can't see anything, to be honest. I can't see what, what everyone seems to be on, on the track. What's going on? And where's Zane? <laughs> under the barrier. <laughs> under. You went under the barrier, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I went through it. <laughs> now, there was a corner. So what exactly happened, Zane? Do you remember? No, I slipped. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think, from, from memory, I don't think anyone hit you. I think you, you may you may have uh, no I just uh, yeah I may I might have, yeah yeah I think the preceding corner I might have uh, taken the wrong line 
and they're pretty... <laughs> <laughs> I think No, really I think I think this corner line. you took the wrong line. <laughs> <laughs> but all but, I did yeah, I broke the barrier. You you took out the barrier. They had they spent half an hour fixing the bloody barrier, and we wasted quite a few laps waiting for that. Uh, that would have been some good timing. Um, and all thanks to the guy who went the early crow and bagged the safety demonstration <laughs> that he did not follow. <laughs> a, a couple of added bits to that. Usually, if you have a yellow flag, um, you know, they, they might slow the carts down so you kind of go, go around at snail's pace. This one, we were stopped completely. We could oh, not yes. move. And, and because they're electric carts, they, they can, through their system, stop everybody they just immediately. So, power off. Yeah. Boom. Um, the second one, on, on that corner in particular, like to set the scene, this corner is a right angle left that has um, like a bit of a, um, like, like it's got plenty of coverage to allow you to go around the outside um, in case someone slipped up your inside, right? So there's a lot of space. To me, the only way you can actually go through that barrier is if you forget to steer. Like, there's no other way, right? Like, even if, even if you um, forget to brake, for example. Like, they, it's a slow corner, so, yeah, you could presumably hit the barrier if you forget to brake and, and then you just turn. But you would hit it on the side. He went straight through it. Like, he just didn't turn. But I don't understand. I really don't get it. I like, think I was trying to slip. break the barrier too. Because yeah. I remember the guy distinctly coming yeah, out my arm. mallet and actually trying to fix it. Yeah. And they had to remove that piece. Yeah. It scratched my arm because it broke. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I was trying to overtake or slip on the inside of someone. But no, you were by yourself because, and this is why yeah, it was important. This is why it was important to explain the grid because you were fifth. Franny and I were way, um, like way in front of, like there was really, you know, uh, Jacko and Tim were both quite fast. Franny and I were like clearly the next fastest. And then you were the fifth fastest. And then there was a gap for the next guys because they were a lot <laughs> slower. So you were just by yourself. And okay. I don't know what happened. I vividly remember oh, you I was trying to being up. by yourself, <laughs> taking a taking a, a Mario shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that very wrong. But my, yeah. my favorite part was just that you had gone out of your way to to bag the safety, <laughs> safety instruction, <laughs> and then you were the guy. Yeah. Well, oh, it's so yeah. So it's not so the good. first. It's not the first time um, go karts. Uh, uh, you know, has been um, unfriendly to me. So, <laughs> we, I'm sure we might have another go karting one. But before we get to that, I, I want to stay on this early crow theme and uh, mention a very recent event that happened um, because somebody has uh, post the early crow kind of tried to forget about it and has avoided all discussion about it. And we're, we're this happened maybe three days ago now. So to set the scene. <laughs> I'm a Melbourne supporter and I bet on the Demons to win the minor premiership uh, probably around, I think it was round five or round six. And the reason I bet on, I, I put this bet down was because uh, Sportsbet paid out early and paid me out on Melbourne winning the premiership. So as, as they expected, I put some money back down on another bet. 
<laughs> so, so I've had this running all season. Uh, a lot of guys in a particular chat know about it. And uh, Saturday night, Melbourne was playing Geelong, the winner to win the minor premiership. So uh, th- there was a bit of talk about, uh, should I cash out? Should I parlay into something else to try and offset that potential loss should Geelong win? Um, and, and I stayed pretty strong. I did put down a, a, a multi um, on, on Geelong just in case, which um, did a bit of a Burt Newton and, and fell one leg short in the end, but I got my money back, which was <laughs> helpful. So it was a very good bet. Um, but early in the game, told to, to cash out by one particular friend, um, Mr. Michael Soth, who is a Geelong fan. Um, obviously a little banter, banter going on. So the, the game starts, starts pretty even. We're in the first quarter. Not a lot's happening. Melbourne are up a bit by a bit. Geelong go on a huge run in the second quarter and kick, uh, I think it was eight unanswered goals in about a 15-minute span. Um, and obviously, the phone starts lighting up with, hey, Timmy, <laughs> cash out. <laughs> you need to cash out. My comment, of course, was, uh, I believe, big second half coming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so we've got the early crow going there. Uh, third quarter, not much has happened at the start. Um, Melbourne, Melbourne make a little bit of a dent, win the quarter. It takes a little while. It's, it's a pretty tough affair. Melbourne pegged it back. We're still probably about six goals down. Um, start of the fourth quarter. Mike, again. Hey, Timmy, can you still cash out? Uh, Geelong, I don't think, may have kicked two points after that period. Melbourne go on a huge run all the way to the siren. And Max Gorn marks it. Uh, 15 metres out, slight angle, the siren goes. Melbourne come home, kick a goal after the siren, win the game and uh, minor Uh premiers. Congrats. Fantastic. Fantastic as a Melbourne supporter. But uh, more importantly for this bet, (laughs) 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 I I obviously go back to Mike. Hi, Mike. (laughs) How are you feeling? This hasn't aged well. Um, a couple of the other guys get in on it. Mike, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, Mike, not cited for the rest of the night. Does not respond <laughs> to any message for the next two hours. Next morning, uh, Mike puts, uh, I think he posts maybe three or four videos, random videos, just of random things. Uh, and, and Mr. Cam Newlands jumps in very, very appropriately with, Mike, it doesn't matter how many things you post. I think you're missing out on last night's bet. You have gone very quiet. So, Mr. Microsoft, uh, well done. Early Crow did not pay off. <laughs> Obviously, a disaster. Look, no, no, nobody would have actually probably bet on Melbourne to come back from 44 points down uh, midway through the third quarter, but we did. And uh, thank you for the early Crow because I think you jinxed it. Partway through, uh, Francis Wong also... Uh, mentioned that that Geelong were dominating. Um, and we know from other events, Zane, particularly our 2K uh, sim, <laughs> that when Francis you know goes you've got to eat someone, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty large jinx and it came off again. So oh. thank you, Franny. That was helpful. Oh. So that, nice. that, was a, that was a great early crow and, and I was very, very thankful. So how much did you win? Uh, took him 400 for that. Wow. Nice. Nice that one. Was... Wow. That's awesome. So, and and obviously, um, all of the glory of having this over Mike for the rest of his life. 
So I can't wait till he hears this. <laughs> anyway, yeah. did, did you guys have anything else on that theme before we move to, to something else? Mm. No, no. Nope. Not really. Well, I'm, I'm very happy. Well, well, there, go, there's, go well, there's one particular video game that Pete was involved in against Tubsy. It's not really early crow though. I mean, he, he must have thought he had it in the bag. And then, do you want to tell the story, Pete? No, I don't <laughs> want to mention it at all. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it, was it Xbox 360? What was the, what was the platform? I'm not um, talking it was, about it. Yeah, well, it's, it's NBA on NBC. It's on Gamecast. Uh, Gamecast and Tubsy and Pete had a game going and Pete was leading down by, uh, he was leading by two points with point whatever seconds on the clock and Tubsy had no timeouts. So he had to inbound the ball from the baseline. Um, and Tubsy inbounded the ball, threw up a full court shot and hit the full court shot. <laughs> fucking Jason kid. <laughs> he can go get fucked. And Topsy was absolutely psycho. <laughs> this does explain now why when I did say um when but this is before Topsy actually listened to last week's um episode, he mentioned uh, a little comment NBA around NBC. Did any, yes, yeah. did anybody mention NBA on NBC yes. or the Gamecast? Now yes. I understand the story <laughs> and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it wasn't missing last week. That's for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, it's sort of like early crow. Well, it's not really, but it's, it's, it's worth mentioning. I think. <laughs> can, I, can I put out a, a redemption story um, on, on early crow and, and go the other way? Because sometimes you make an early call and it's the right call. Ooh. And people don't give you enough um, credit for making the early good call. And this is about a particular, and this goes back to our um, go-kart theme. Yep. Um, and also dovetails a little bit into last week's episode when we were talking about the game Frogger um, yep. or mentioned the game Frogger. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I won't tell the story about the go-karting incident, but I will tell you the early crow and the early crow was (laughs) we went, we're in Osaka boys trip. We go for um, go-karting Mario Kart uh, on the streets of Osaka, which was great fun. Uh, I'm in control of the money uh, as I usually am as (laughs) I would say as, as the most responsible, but it's more just (laughs) as the guy who ends up, just owning the the balance sheet um, at the end of it. Um, uh, so so I've got the money. The guys like it was very very easy question to ask, and there's there's a couple of different ways I could have gone with it. He says for an extra X amount of dollars, and I don't know what the number was. You can get insurance, and I said, what does that cover? Does that cover us if if we damage the cart? can we just walk away and not pay anything? And he says, yes. And I said, I will pay for it. (laughs) However much it costs, I will pay for it. (laughs) And I didn't, I don't even remember how much it was and it didn't really matter how much it was because I was like, I have seen Vegas. I have seen Zane plow through um, a a wall that no one should be plowing through. Um, And 
I, I, I really need to just make sure that we're financially uh, set here. Um, this is a great investment. And lo and behold, um, one hour later, um, there ends up being an incident where go karts are just all over the all over the streets of Osaka um, as two idiot noobs end up like running over each other and almost ending up like like in Frogger style being cleaned up by a big white truck. Um, so yeah, that that early quote, I'll take that one. And and that yeah. will be my redemption from every other one, which I remember when we got back from doing the go-karting and everyone was like, oh, fuck, like, you know, this go-kart's fucked. Like, how much is this going to cost? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, gents, it's all good. <laughs> we, can, uh, we, can, we can walk away from this. Don't worry about it. I've got it covered. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You did not get enough kudos for that at the time. You made that call. And yes, clearly, clear, it, it was the most logical decision to make and you made it. And yes, uh, in hindsight now, I mean, that that's going to be um, the minimum. Every time we, we do anything going yeah. forward, we need insurance. Yeah, you know, you know how you buy something from, you know, a department store and they're like, oh, so would you like the extended warranty or something? And you're like, fuck off, stop trying to rip me off with this okay. bloody extended warranty. If it's a boy's trip, man, I'm getting extended on everything. <laughs> no matter what it is, I'm getting it. Yeah. Yeah. You knew it was a recipe for disaster. <laughs> and, and, you know, I wasn't involved in any of that. So I, I, can't, <laughs> believe, I can't believe that you, you, you bought insurance because of me. <laughs> Wait, I, I, wait! I you heard you heard Tim's story, right? You heard Tim's yeah, story, and and you can't believe I bought insurance because of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look, if we go back, you were probably uh, enemy number one for someone who was going to create an issue. These two would have been definitely no. equal number two anyway. So uh, <laughs> they they were high high up there. I remember before the were. incident, like right before the incident, because I think we were at a red light before we we're about to go over a bridge, which was one of the um, probably the best highlights of the whole whole trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a pretty good. Yeah, and really and good. I remember, I remember Jacko saying to me, hey, I'm just going to go around you. I'm like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Uh, yeah, it turns out that was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, yeah, I had the, I had a, a, a front, front row view because I was just right behind these two. And <laughs> tell me the whole trip, right? Because you can't actually, technically, you can't overtake uh, because the guy, the, our lead, our lead uh, driver said that you, you don't overtake in this um, in, in this uh, Mario Kart, right? So I sort of stayed where I was in, in, in line. And then I had Jang in front and Jacko in front of him or, or the other way around. Yep. And way around. I think Jang was in front of Jacko and I was Jang, Jang was in front. Yep. Yeah. And the whole trip just be preceding the actual crash, Jang was stepping on his brake and then stepping on his accelerator at the same time so that all the all the fumes will come smoke you <laughs> well, the smoke us. But, but i mean it, it, you know he was doing that because we were giving him little nudges <laughs> there was there was some there was some definite nudging going on i think the order was zane and then behind zane was james and then behind yeah. james was me because yeah. i had the i had the music playing um, from back so I think Jacko and I would take turns to give Jane nudges on, on the back of his car because when you line up, it's you sort of it's two carts, right? So um, so sometimes I will line up 
behind Jay and sometimes Jacko will line up behind Jay. So every time we line up, we will give him badges. And he got he got pissed off and then he started smoking us. <laughs> and then and then you know of course just just before that we had you know when we stopped for um in the middle of, of the um one of the Chinese Chinatown or whatever town that it was and we took a photo, group photo. And of course Jay Sunnies, right? So <laughs> so that was that was before the whole actual incident. And then they started driving crazy. You know, we, we get on a highway, it's dark, and you know, aside, beside us, there were like massive trucks. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of dangerous, but kind of fine at the same time. Um, and then we stopped just right before the bridge uh, going up the ramp. And all of a sudden, just, you know, out at the red light, Jacko just decided that he will pass everyone or, or try to pass Jang at least. And then he dragged him, right? <laughs> and then, obviously, Jang being Jang, he's not going to let Jacko overtake him. And so he he sort of did like a a, a, a blocking move. And then the the wheel um, the rear tire uh, wheel of Jang's car hit the front tire of Jacko's car, and both of them flip. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, fuck! I hope they're all right. Lucky there weren't any um, trucks um, uh, uh, besides them, but. Uh, it was, you know, at the time, you know, it was it was quite, it was a bit scary actually, because there was um, a there was a moment where they kind of um, one cart went tangled, over the other, yeah. and yeah. then and then they just like went straight left, like yeah. straight into the traffic, and I think if I'm not mistaken, that the car that was closest to hitting them was a Bentley or a Rolls Royce <laughs> or something. I don't know why, like I remember yeah, that, but that's an odd yeah. detail. But there, there was yeah, another so incident like, actually where Jang earlier had nearly been hit by a Bentley changing lanes. That didn't seem because I was directly behind him and Jang had dropped away. We were supposed to go single file and close to each other. He'd left a probably three car gap from the guy in front. <laughs> <laughs> just, just doing that like he's cruising on, on Chapel Street and going slow uh, so he can drag the next bit. And a Bentley just changes, goes across four lanes, and nearly takes him out. Oh, I didn't <laughs> Jang, see that. Jang slams on the brakes so it doesn't hit him. That that was in the oh. middle of Osaka City. I remember, I remember that distinctly. So yes, oh. it could have been the same Bentley, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> or, anyway, or, my, or my memory is just my memories just merged together. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was like that was that was really uh, it was actually quite a scary moment. But obviously, obviously, we're, we're having a laugh uh, now because um, it was scary. In, to me, because at the time I thought one of them was injured, because um, during uni, and I'm sure I'm not sure if Pete was there as well. No, we had a, yeah, yeah. We, we had a go kart session during uni where um, one guy drove the cart onto another guy's cart and broke his leg. Um, wow! So, so that was uh, so I thought uh, you know history had repeated itself, and you know. Some, someone broke something, but obviously they didn't. They just broke the car. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, so was, can, that was. Yeah. So let me let me recount um, a few facts, Tim. I, I've been go karting with Zane three times. The first time, <laughs> someone broke their leg. Yep. Well, the second I'm, time, it, Zane went through a barrier, and the third say, time, someone almost got cleaned up. Frog style. In terms, in terms of. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I like to make a, you know, just just on record. Um, every time I went go karting, the situation actually gets better for me. Okay, so the first time when I went, <laughs> the, the the first time. Oh, I went, 
Oh, I remember. <laughs> yes, because the first time I went up to uni, the same day that, or the same session where uh, uh, Daniel Chan broke John Chen's, uh, John Chen's leg, I actually flipped my card and got thrown out of the car. <laughs> yes. So let me, let me, oh, I just remembered this. We, oh, we this need is, a play-by-play of this. <laughs> no, I don't remember the, the cart flipping oh, I do. incident. I do. But, I do. I mean, you can, you can talk about that, but let yeah. me explain my story of you. Yeah. Um, and this was very early on in uni, and I'd only just met this first group of uni, people, yeah. really, so it was quite early on. And I'd been quite experienced with go-karting, done it quite a bit. Um, Zane gets in the cart. All I remember seeing... And it was an it was an outdoor track, um, yep. but all I remember seeing is grass flying everywhere and dirt, <laughs> because this guy has not had any way to be able to keep this cart on the track. It's just I don't even I, I can't explain it. Like there's just <laughs> dirt and grass and shit flying everywhere, and I'm just like, this guy's got no clue. I remember that now. Now you wonder why I got insurance. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, how did you flip? How did you flip? Well, uh, it was because I was um, I was trying to overtake Joyce, and it, it was on a bend. And Joyce, um, um, I think she turned too quickly, and then she turned her cart around. And I was on. I was turning on that bend, and I drove basically my car into hers into her wheel um rear wheel and flipped it and i sort of got flipped outside of yeah so basically i flipped the car and landed on my back so i had a i had a huge uh, and my arm so i had a huge uh, piece of skin taken off my back and my my uh my forearms <laughs> i still have the scar now yeah, and because no, because um, someone else broke their leg, no one really gave a shit. I remember after yeah. that, there was, um, you know, there was a lot of, um, oh man, that that day seemed to last forever because I know that you know I ended up at the hospital and all that kind of yeah. stuff, and it was, I don't know what happened afterwards, but I know that there was some talk of insurance claims and suing between yeah. friends and things like that. So oh, it was wow, a bit of a I problem. Didn't know. Yeah, I, I had no idea what what happened um, between John Chang and Daniel Chan. I don't know what ended up happening, but I know that at the time, basically, and similar, <laughs> it's going to sound like Tim's story before um, on the early crow. You know, there was a there was a safety briefing, and and one of the things with the safety briefing was if you see the yellow light, you've got to come to a walking pace because uh, they're petrol cut, so you know they don't have control of them and you've got to do that and uh this particular guy um and it wasn't it wasn't daniel that was the problem it was john that was the problem but uh, john ended up being the one that broke his leg he did not decide to slow down and i think in this particular corner decided to overtake on the outside under the yellow and basically cut in and got cleaned up um so the guy who hit him wasn't really to blame i don't think from memory but that was a long time ago so my memory could be off but um unfortunate incident for sure yeah so Uh, so actually so that was the first time i went to go-karting so i flipped a flute out of the car second time obviously i went you guys know about this and and i went into the barrier but i managed to stay in the car right (laughs) (laughs) And the third time was uh, was Osaka, and 
nothing really happened to me. You know, I, I, I witnessed a, an accident. I took my phone out on the bridge where they say they don't, you're not supposed to take a phone out, but I, I, I sort of took my phone out and filmed it. Great video, by the way. Oh, I have yeah. a video similar as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but that was, that was it. That was, you know, that was, that was a good driver in, um, in, in Osaka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though the next one, based on that theory, is going to go smoothly, we are buying yeah. insurance. Just yeah. letting you know. <laughs> I, I'm actually, if we go again, I'm going to inquire ahead of time whether we are able to buy insurance because if they say no, we're not going to that venue. <laughs> uh, wow, that, that is amazing. Yes, good stories. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know what that theme was now <laughs> that we've got to. People damaging themselves. So... It's yeah, random do, do we have any others? Do we have any others on, on that theme of uh, people injuring themselves? Yes, yes. <laughs> One of the, my favorite moments of all time. Oh, please oh. continue. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was um, first year uni. And we used to hang out. We used to go to Doncaster Shopping Town quite a bit um, during the after, you know, at night, after hours. So um, that when I say we will be myself, Pete, uh, Jez, um, JJ, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, who else was um, Dennis? Maybe, yeah, Dennis, maybe, yeah, and you know, we would just muck around because you know it would be like twelve o'clock, one a.m. Um, at Westfield, um, in the car park, there was no one around, no cars around, so we would be mucking around. But what they did have around were trolleys, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Cold trolleys, Safeway trolleys. I think it was Safeway, right? Um, but before Woolworth was Woolworth. So, so um, we decided, being you know first year uni students, that it would be a good idea to race trolleys one night. So you know, with a, a, a clear clear path, uh, you know, in the car park, there was no there were no cars around. Um, we, we had a race, so everybody would be like, okay, you push, you have to hold on to your card, and then we, we will run one, two, three, and let go, and to see to see how far. Oh, so you're, not, far you're not in the trolleys, you're pushing No, we're not the in the trolleys. Okay. Well, we, we see who could push the trolleys for the furthest, right? Yeah, okay. So everybody lines up, one, two, three, run as fast as you can, right, and let go. So everybody lets go, and lo and behold, we see a guy holding onto the trolley, forgetting to let go, and just land smack <laughs> on the bitumen, right? <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? And this is genuinely, if, you, if, you, if you've seen Superman, and everyone's seen Superman, it's the same pose that Superman uses to fly. Right? It was basically vertical. Wow. Right? And this, this guy is Jens. <laughs> Uh, fantastic moment yeah it was it was like the like at the time like he and you could actually hear the thud right we're like fuck he just killed himself <laughs> uh, how, uh, how do you get to do that how does your well, your body baffles not... me. <laughs> I, I, it baffles me i, I but, can't quite get the physics around it i'm imagining but, the scene and then you're pushing you're pushing and then what? You jump in the air, and and your hands. Well, I think he he wanted to. I think he wanted to give it an extra push, right? So he sort of. <laughs> I don't know. Or, you know, using the, the power of his legs to give it a little oomph, but then obviously he pushed himself out. Um, and I swear, he he had a concussion. Uh, he he didn't like he he blacked out for like 
two or he three did. seconds. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he blacked out. Yeah. So this and, is flat, flat, flat on, on your face, kind of landing straight yeah. into the bitumen. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's yeah. vertical. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know that he he knows how to fall. Like, I'm not sure he's he, been it in. Wasn't cushion, it wasn't a cushion fall. Let's just say. I'm not sure he's been in too many incidents like that. Um, to be honest, I don't yeah. think anyone has ever been in an incident like that where you kind of forget oh. what your arms are doing and you keep holding on to what's going. Yeah. I'm thinking about you know, yeah. you know those you know those events or those uh, like games. There's some sports that sportsmen play, and they use this thing called like grippo on your hands. Yes, I think yeah. even yeah. AFL players yeah, do. It. AFL like players maybe, use it. Like maybe he just put a bit of grippo on and like couldn't let go of the the thing, but he jumped and it was like all of a sudden he was vertical. I don't know. It's horizontal. Horizontal. Oh, sorry, horizontal. Yeah, it was hilariously funny because he's blacked out. We're all pissing ourselves laughing as you do. Um, we were crying. We were sad for half a minute, and he like he. I think he got up and he said, "What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, how do we, how do we explain this to you, Jez?" And uh, you know, and I swear, and you know, Jez. Um, is brilliant. Like he's 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 one of the smartest um, pe- people um, I know. Was and uh, he was, but like <laughs> no, before that, before that, he was he 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 was quite street smart as well. But now after that, he said that he's just book smart, but he's not street smart anymore. <laughs> something um, he destroyed something in that fall. I'm telling you. So <laughs> it, it would be worth. Um... It would be worth having a discussion with Vans on things that Jez has done where, you know, yeah. any normal person would think in some particular way and he just doesn't anymore. Like <laughs> he's, just, he's just lost logic as a result of falling on his head. Yeah. Um, question for you. Now, and Zane, you, you called it the Superman jump. Um, yeah. Was this the reason that for Jez's uh, Bucks in Melbourne, he dressed up as Superman to walk around the city? Yes. Was this a throwback? This is exactly yes. why. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> and funnily enough, kept bumping into people who had Superman stuff on them. So I remember some girl who oh, yes. who had a like Superman wallet or some shit and made friends with him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kept getting hugged. <laughs> yeah, kept getting hugged, and he couldn't get into one of the bars, right? Yeah, that's right. Got back, and I don't think we could get into Crown either. In the end, we walked yeah. across there. That was all, all yeah. because he was wearing the Superman outfit. <laughs> um, what Jez was probably very lucky uh, with is that. When it happened back in those days, uh, camera phones would not have been um, a part of everyday yes. day life because that kind of trolley cart racing, I, I reckon somebody nowadays would be filming that. Well, oh, that yeah. Isn't that kind of thing what made Jackass famous? Yeah. Uh, yes, but probably intentional, whereas this yeah. wasn't. <laughs> that, that's probably the only difference, but yes, yeah. I think you're spot on there. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to be something that we can reenact ever. CCTV on that would have been hilarious as well, but I don't even think they had much coverage of uh, even CCTV back then. Maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah, so this this particular moment is is my all-time favourite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. 
Uh, we have, there are more moments where um, cart type things <laughs> have been damaged. Um, one of them not involving me, one of them involving me. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can recount the one that happened with Atch. Uh, it is probably one of the most, <laughs> the weirdest moments of my life, I will say. Um, and quite scary at the time, but very, very weird. Um, should I should I tell that one? I, I think yeah. you should. Definitely should. Okay. So actually, there was a point in time in Melbourne we were, we were playing a bit of golf and um, I, I don't remember whether it was Groupon or one of those types of things where they had Warburton Golf Club um, uh, uh, vouchers. And it was for two people, shared cart. Don't remember how much it was, but Atch and I went. And it, it had been pissing down with rain. So it was really, really wet. And um, when we got there, they were like, oh, you know, it's been raining. Um, we'll still give you the cart, but be careful because it, it's a bit slippery out there. But here, have the cart because it's part of your deal. And we're like, yeah, okay. That's fine. Um, so we play and um, we notice as we're going around the, around the course. Uh, and, and one thing I should say, they said the 18th hole in particular, you need to be careful because it's very steep. It's a downhill par four. It's very steep. There's no path um, that you can follow. Um, so like, yeah, okay. We notice around the way that even on a, just a subtle hill that where we start aquaplaning. And, and we're a bit concerned, right? Because, you know, once you're aquaplaning in a golf cart, you can't do anything about it. Um, so we noticed that on subtle hills and we're like, okay, um, but we're playing away and we get to the 18th and I'll set the scene. We both hit these massive drives down the 18th. We don't actually know where the 18th goes, but you kind of hit and, and, and then the ball just goes and, you know, it, down near the green, there's a lake and, you know, I think we've both nailed these drives down to the landing path there. Um, we get into the car. We realize this hill is fucking steep, right? It is so <laughs> steep and there's no good way to kind of navigate it. Like we're, we're in this cut fairway that has like this, this like layer of dew on it. And I'm like, okay, I'm driving. I'll be really careful here. I take off super slowly and I instantly aquaplane instantly, <laughs> but I'm facing straight down the hill and we're, we're aquaplaning and this hill's only getting steeper. So I don't know how we can stop. I'm, I've pushed the brakes at this point. We're gaining speed. Um, <laughs> I, I look at Atch, I think, in a moment, like, and this is happening very quickly, right? I think we're both kind of looking at each other. I then think the only way I'm going to be able to stop this is to put my foot on the ground and do, like, a Fred Flintstone move here, <laughs> right? And I'm not just thinking like you think you're Superman. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. But this is what I think, right? I, I think... I, there's no way the brakes are going to slow this down. Two big guys in a cart. I'm going to put my foot down and try to slow us down, and I'm going to hack the shit out of this grass to do it. So I do that. 
I haven't ever asked Atch this, but I think he sees me move towards the outer of the cart and, and you know, next what happens is he jumps from the cart and barrel rolls on top of the fairway, right? And he's a big dude, right? He jumps out of the cart and barrel rolls because he thinks I'm about to jump out of the cart, right? And, and, oh. and then I see him go, I realise that I'm not going to be able to stop this. I, at this point, I'm holding the steering wheel. I have two feet on the grass trying to slow this down. I realise this is fucked. It's not going to happen. So then I jump and barrel roll as well. And then this cart proceeds to go down the hill, right? Like a, like a locomotive out of control. Um, but the thing is, like, because the hill is so steep, it actually disappears. So we don't see it, right? It, it disappears over the horizon and then we don't see it again. And, and then we kind of stand up and, and then we watch as it reappears at full speed, goes straight into a ditch, right? And it, it was, and it's like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it is the biggest car accident you've ever seen of a car going into a ditch, right? And, you know, Atch and I are, like, covered in fucking mud and dirt and all this kind of stuff. So we've kind of brushed ourselves off. Our hearts are racing. Um, you know, we walk down to the cart. The cart is fucked. The, 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 roof, the roof is caved in. There's clubs everywhere. Like, this thing, there's photos of it somewhere, but it is destroyed beyond recognition um and I remember, I remember we fetch out our clubs right we fetch them out none of them were broken we get the bags off and all that kind of stuff we look at each other and we're like do we play like do we keep playing like, <laughs> at this point we're right next to the balls right the balls are right there and and we're like like it was so like our, our, I think our hearts are racing so much that we're like, I can't even keep playing, right? Like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Like, so we kind of dust ourselves off and walk um, back to the pro shop, and I, I grab the key uh, out of the cart, and uh, I remember this vividly um, because we get back to the um, pro shop, and the the guy in the pro shop is like, oh, how was your round? And you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and I remember just giving him the keys and saying, your cart is over in the ditch. <laughs> right. It, it just sailed like out of control. Right. And, um, you know, I had to fill in my details and all that kind of stuff. And in the end, they sent me a bill for like five grand to repair the cart. And, and then I proceeded to use my law degree for the first time in my life um, in responding to them and talking about how um, they'd endangered my safety and, and how um, I was thankful to be alive because we hadn't done anything wrong and um, it was unsafe for them to give us the cut um, on, that, on that day given those conditions and, and they kind of went away. So nothing came out of it. But, um, the, the couple of things that followed, which were hilarious, Atch had driven that day and picked me up. The way home, we, and we stopped at Macca's, it was the slowest I've ever seen him drive. <laughs> like, we literally crawled home and we didn't talk at all. 
Like there was no <laughs> there was no discussion at all, um, and oh, it wasn't until like we got back and and then a couple of days later caught up and we we shared some some reflections on it. But oh man, it was scary. And then the the other thing that happened was um, Tubsy had bought vouchers to go and play at Warburton. Um, things uh-huh. about two or three weeks after that, and we decided to go down there and. Basically, I, I don't remember if Atch was there as well, but I just walked straight to the first tee and didn't show anyone my face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Tubbs, you go and pay, yeah, because I'm not going into the pro shop at all. Um, I'm, I'm not prepared to see these guys again. Um, but, yeah, oh, man, that was a scary and, and just so weird that I just remember looking at Atch, looking at me, and he's like, now what? Like, do, do, do I play the ball? <laughs> like, oh. no. Like, we, we're done. We're done, Ash. We're done. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I'd need to, maybe we can post, post those photos up on Instagram. Um, I'll need to find them, but I'm sure I can find uh, those ones. Man, that was scary. Scary day. Mm, All's well that ends well. On that theme... Because uh, we have had other incidents, I think, where golf club or golf, golf carts have been yeah. damaged, um, and, and those stories are never going to live up to the one that you've just told. So no. I think we can we can put them to the side. But on the theme of golf, um, I wanted to keep that running because the we, we've been doing we well not recently, but uh, Pete, you organised a um, ongoing trip up to Cobram for many years. Um, which a lot of, there's a lot of incidents that have happened along the way. Some people have been kicked out of carts. Uh, some people have run into to different um, do, different trees and, and other obstacles. And I think there was there was one time where uh, both of the guys might have, might have fallen out of a cart going around a, a hill. Um, <laughs> that that's definitely all happened. But they're all they're, those stories don't don't live up to it. But one story I do want to go back to is before we went to Cobram. We went to a place called How Long. We did, um, and I believe that was the location of the famous famous Nugget Challenge that came on a golf <laughs> golf weekend. It was, and this yeah. this is a shout out to to our mate Kelvin, um, who I hope is is an avid listener and should listen to this particular <laughs> story because. Uh, I, I don't remember, Pete. Do you remember how we got to this Nugget Challenge? Yeah, in first place. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I, I really do. Um, so another another event that we have done uh, a couple of times, and even thought about doing or tried to do, and Jacko and I did it uh, last year was Trail Walker. And the first time we ventured in and did Trail Walker. Um, we had um, we were raising money, and we were looking for ways to raise money. And after Deloitte um, in the evening, so say Friday evening, one of the places we would go um, and venture is uh, Manchuria. If you guys mm-hmm. remember Manchuria, yeah, of course. And I remember this story because it was very early on in my relationship with LK. And she vividly remembers these nights at Manchuria. And we're up at Manchuria one night, just talking shits and giggles, right? And we were talking about what 
is it that you could eat a kilo of? And mm. Atch said that he could eat a kilo of bacon, right? If you're, do you remember, does this I ring a bell, Tim? I absolutely remember that. And, and, and maybe upped it to two kilos at one point. And I think he did up it to two kilos. And then, and then for some reason, we started talking about chicken nuggets. And, and the context of what we were talking about was someone had said, what else could you eat a kilo of, right? And I remember from Manchuria ringing up my mum and saying, I know that you have frozen chicken nuggets in the freezer. Can you tell me how many chicken nuggets are in a pack and how much that weighs? And, <laughs> and this, was, this was to validate out how much or how many chicken nuggets were in a particular, I think it was a kilo, but it could have been two by that point in the conversation. And, we had, <laughs> and we had worked out from insights from my mum and from our other investigations because we didn't probably, it was more difficult to look up this kind of stuff on your phone back in those days, yeah. um, that 55 nuggets was roughly what it was. And then someone had said, wouldn't it be great if someone did a nugget challenge or whatever? And I think... I don't know how it got to be Calvin, but... I think he volunteered. I think I can stop the story there and you can retake it. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> Go yes, because, uh, and I, I, I thought it was Calvin because did he... I don't think we did uh, Oxfam that year. I think he was signed up to do Oxfam. I reckon this was, this was one of the ones um, with other people, maybe in a, in a year prior, I'm thinking. I might be wrong, very, very early days. But in, in any event, uh, Kelvin was the one to, to volunteer to do this. And we ran a sweep uh, to work, to, to obviously contribute to this money uh, that was going to be donated mm. to charity. To, uh, I think it was half to charity, half whoever got it right would take the pool um, yep. for how many nuggets we thought he could, he could eat. Um, and, and I do remember the, nugget, the, the numbers going from somewhere in the very low 20s uh, all the way north of, of 40 up to 50, I think. Uh, that might have been Kelvin just betting on himself more than anyone else. I don't think people thought he could get, get up to that. Um, now, now, I remember... We, so can I, can was, I just pause you there? You can. Because I was, I was running the book. Yep. And the way that we worked it was... It was in $1 shares and you could bet, you could put as much money on any number of nuggets as you wanted, but in $1 shares. And whatever the number was, you would take the percentage of how much you had on that. So if you put $5 on that and there was a total of $10 on that, you would take half of the prize for it. And um, Nick Wong put $1 on every number. Suffice <laughs> to say, he won this one. He uh, did win did, it. Did, did not need to go the early crow because he definitely, definitely was one of the winners, if not the only one. And he crow. was the only one that was oh, on he was it. the only. Right. Yeah, he was the only one. And then he decided to donate all of it back to charity. Wow. What a good guy. Fantastic mm. guy.
what was he at the event? I can't remember that. Um, how long? I think he may have been. There are a couple of um, which which Mac was, was it? It was a very random. It was a random crew. It wasn't. It wasn't the group that ended up going to Cobram. No, no, because I, I, I was there. I was definitely there when he was eating it. But yeah, you were there. I don't, yeah. I don't remember what like, it was. There, was. there was a lot more Deloitte people back in those days, uh, mainly because I think Kelvin was going, and uh, there was yeah. a lot of people who wanted to see that. So it was it was a different group. Um, but I, I do remember. So obviously, we, this is uh, this happened on the Saturday night. So we've gone up, played golf on the Saturday, um, got in the car. And we've driven from how long to Albury Mackers? Albury, yeah. Uh, Albury, yeah. There you go. And, yeah, it was and, some random Mackers. Yes, it was very random, very outback uh, on the Murray. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, but on the way out there, there was uh, a bit of a fire going on. With, electrical fire. Um, no. Electrical fire that we mm-hmm. saw on the way out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just as we we're driving along, random road, you just saw a whole spark of um, you know, lightning. Well, it could be lightning. I think there was a bit of rain, and then yeah, there was a fire along the way. So that that was just a, a small segue, which we'll come back to after. So yeah. we, we we get to Macca's, um, and I believe we started with twenty first. So went out and bought the first twenty. Kelvin got through that pretty easily, and I think most people can get through twenty nuggets quite quite easily. Um, I, I do remember he had um, got an assortment of sauces. And by assortment, <laughs> I mean all of the sauces, <laughs> every flavor. And, and I do recall he was, he was trying to mix up the, the, um, the different, different sauces for, for different tastes as well. Um, went early with that. I don't recall if he got a drink early. I don't, he did get one a bit later on. Um, he got a sprite. He got a sprite. I can't remember if that was from the start or later on when no. he was trying to push it through. Later on, when he was <laughs> when he was sick of eating nuggets. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think the first twenty was pretty easy. The reality was a lot of other people had bought twenty nuggets as their dinner meal. <laughs> with, with the <laughs> I don't think he was going faster than anyone else. I remember everyone kind of early on. It was it was fine, and uh, that that we. we would have probably been 10 or 15 minutes in. Would have knocked him back. Pretty pretty easy going. Um, the next 10, I remember, I think he got through five or six and then the struggle was on. Uh, definitely swapping swapping the sauces. He got up a number of times to go for a bit of a walk to try and get a couple down. Uh, I think the number he eventually got, got to after drinking quite a bit of Sprite as well, as Peter's mentioned, was around... 29 and then he's pushing through number 30 and i I think most of us thought he's 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 gone he's a goner here he's dead he's really struggling with this one i i don't think he can go go any further uh again gets up goes for a walk um i think he went missing for a couple of minutes we're wondering what's going on uh we did send someone out to check that he wasn't throwing up because that was a condition that he obviously could not throw up either so um i do remember that um now, I think he came back, uh, and, and Pete, my memory could be wrong, so chime in if, if, if the number's wrong as well. Um, I remember he came back, and, and he, was, um, he was, you know, crossing the, the neck, going, no, this is, this is it, I'm done. I, 30, 30's enough, 30's enough. Has, has a bit more of a, a swig of a, a Sprite. I think we're, we're all packing in, going, oh, who got the 30? Who got the 30? And then I see Kelvin pick up another, another, another nugget, 
and just scoff that one down. Got got the thirty first down. I think that was the number in the end, um, and and finished there. Thirty one, thirty one, the right number, or was it thirty three? Thirty four, I 34? think. Oh, that's my memory is thirty four. I had it on thirty one. Although if it was thirty one, you probably would have won money. So maybe maybe not. Thirty one, I would have been on for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe a few extra in the, in, the, in the memory, but um, yes, raised quite a bit of money as well because I, I do remember. Um, mocking up a couple of uh, photos of, of Kelvin, um, superimposing his head onto a deal or no deal uh, chicken that was dressed up with, with yes. a bag, if you remember that. I still <laughs> that, have that. I, I, I reckon I, I've got that on Facebook, actually, as one of my first ever <laughs> ever posts. Yeah, so, I have that. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he did very well. Um, but clocked out at, at whatever that number was. Let's say let's say thirty three, thirty four, whatever. It was. When you when you were talking about um, how much money he raised, the the one thing that you forgot to mention from um, the whole story was that that basically um, on the Monday um, after we had spoken about it on the Friday night, you had mocked up an email. Um, so you're talking about it as if you mocked up this deal or no deal chicken after the event, but you mocked this up for the Monday um, and sent it around. And I remember this because Kelvin had re had got this mocked up chicken um, email sent from a friend of his in the UK that had no association with Deloitte at all. And that had found its way back to him to say, oh, wait, I know this guy. <laughs> He's doing the nugget challenge. Like, what? <laughs> so this is why it ended up being such a big thing because uh, it got so much airplay at the time um, in the lead up. And I, and I think on the like it would have gone viral. These days that would have been like we would have been able to retire on that, I think. Oh, yeah. but, but I think, um, I think at the time... Um, you know, when we when we had the Friday night drinks, I think it was all like hee hee ha ha, like this will be funny, um, but nothing will actually get followed through on it. And then Monday morning comes around and it's like game on. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we definitely did not think he would say yes and to go through it with all of that for such a long long time and then get, get it done in the end as well. Um, I I do also distinctly remember after we got back. From Mac. So we drove back from Macca's to the accommodation and realized that that uh, little electrical fire that we saw had turned into a blackout at, at, the, yeah. at the venue. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. And I do distinctly remember Andrew Scott, the magician, uh, being on this trip <laughs> yes. and pulling out his box of magic tricks to do magic by torchlight, which unfortunately, I don't think magicians realize that that, well, and if you don't, you, you should know now, uh, does magic does not translate when you can't see what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for, for for Scotty, I think he, he struggled a little bit there. Um, I remember there was one one trick he did with me, and uh, I, I only noticed afterwards that the trick was that he did some card trick or whatever, and then he drops his spider on you, and you're supposed to jump, but I never even knew it was there. <laughs> All I remember afterwards, he's just like, oh, you missed it. I'm like, what am I, what am I looking for? It's like, there's a spider on you. I'm like, ah, well, that's not scary when you can't see it. <laughs> so, uh, great, great little uh, <laughs> memory that was. Yeah, that's funny. Um, 
We we well, we've gone through quite a lot of time. We could probably have this this particular episode going for seven parts as well. Um, in our mm. last last couple of minutes, because we do need to also talk about ultimate footy. Um, does anyone have a final one that they'd like to to talk about? Do how many how how much time have we got left? Not hey, much. Give you five minutes. Uh, all right. So uh, I mean, I, it it wouldn't be. Uh, a memorable memorable moments discussion without mentioning something that's happened on the basketball court, right? Because obviously we had uh, uh, the original Air Squadron and then Triple uh, X and so forth. But I, I like to take us back to uh, Air Squadron days. So um, uh, that was when uh, Tim, you were not around. Um, it was uh, composed of people from uni. So on the on on the uh, team was myself, Pete, Jez, um, Garv. Um, who else was there? Uh, Sondo, Sondo, Kev, Charlie, Kev, and James, right? And Charlie, James, uh, and uh, this particular individual by the name of Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a firebrand, right? Because like uh, <laughs> uh, we, we play, we play this team called um, All Sorts, and this team they were basically um, middle aged. Uh, footy players so they were you, you can imagine the size um, of them so they were banging us around um, um, using their bodies and, and so forth and, and they, they were not that skilled so we were able to keep um, keep up with them in terms of on the scoreboard so the first half in this particular game Charlie who normally scores probably maybe four points a game or something like that and that's being generous um, <laughs> um he, he went absolutely psycho. He's like the best game I've seen him play in his life. I think he scored 12 points in the first half, right? Just doing, just hitting every shot, uh, getting fast breaks and so forth, uh, being very active. Um, and and then um, the second half, second half comes around. Um, there was a play where the all sorts guy um, dumps the ball inside and then he bumps me, bumps me over. Well, he, you know, I flopped as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the answer. Uh, yeah, well, you know, try to get a you know, offensive foul, right? It's and, a trademark. And then, yeah, and 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 then all, all I can see when I look up was Charlie taking a swing at this humongous guy. Like he literally, <laughs> never mind helping me up. He he took a he, he basically took a big forearm swing at 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 this. I think he was he was one of the biggest guys in the, in that team on that team so i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and like, it was we had to stop him from, from fighting <laughs> with wow. like, getting destroyed by the, by the big guy <laughs> and obviously both of them got both of them got ejected but you know charlie was probably on pace to score 20 points in that game <laughs> it was definitely a, a memorable moment and then I, I don't know what happened and charlie's according to him he was trying to help me out but we all know that he's never tried to help me out <laughs> <laughs> No, he, he would try and get you hurt. So uh, <laughs> it worked the other way. I, I, I don't know. I don't. From, uh, did, did you see the incident, Pete? Uh, I did. Yeah, I have uh, it on video. <laughs> nice. Wow. Well, I well, need to. I need to dig that up we'll like from see, somewhere. We'll like a clip of that. That's. Uh, it's a classic moment. And we were up. I think we were up by a fair bit, and and then that happened, and and these guys got kicked out. And one of one of the funniest things about this moment was that I had sent Charlie to go and sit in my car. 
um, which was the the Magna in those days, I think. And I remember after the game, when we went back to the car, the whole thing was fogged up. <laughs> he, was, he was such an angry man. He was pretty funny. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Okay. He really got into it. He really got into it uh, on that particular one. It was so funny. But the thing is, like, he never actually wanted to fight anyone else um, or any other team. So it was, it was quite funny. Charlie does have a little little bit of white line fever when it comes to just when he steps over the line in basketball. Because I, I played for Air Squadron when you left uh, yeah. Australia, Zane, because I only yeah. gave you an Air Squadron uniform back last year. Uh, or two years ago in Osaka. <laughs> so, so I had that for a long time. And I remember playing with Charlie uh, for maybe only a season or two at the end. And I do remember that um, if he ever felt wronged, so he goes up for a drive, he might have missed, got a little nudge, he would play the hardest defense on you yeah. going back the other way, which would always yeah. end in a foul. Yeah, uh, yeah. every time. You could, <laughs> you could see, just was not a, a happy man when, when, when things didn't go his way. <laughs> so I, I could see, yeah, stepping, going a little bit further and picking a, a fight with a bigger man, maybe, maybe not, but... <laughs> the, best thing, the, the, best, the best thing about his mannerism on the court is if, and then when he'd commit that foul, like he'd be pissed off, right? And so he'd start just randomly walking around the court and forgetting that play has to go on. And then all of a sudden, like, he's just not playing defense anymore because he's just, he's in his own space. He's just, just spaced out. It's quite funny. Um, One day uh, when we do a review of just all our player traits, um, I'm sure there'll be others a bit like that, but that's a good one. I, great memories, eh? <laughs> hey, um, we will need to, to stop there and maybe we'll pick this up for a episode two, maybe with Charlie as a, as a, um, as a guest, so you can retort with, with maybe some things about you, Zane. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we will go to our recurring segment, which is going to end after this week, which was around ultimate footy. And it was the big grand final. There was also the third place playoff, which unfortunately, Pete, uh, I absolutely smashed you. But again, you were missing. You were missing a lot of players. So you did win hit outs. So I'll give you that. Um, oh, one hit outs. Yes. <laughs> you won hit outs. 59-52. So it wasn't the, the demolition, but you were missing a couple of people. Um, so I finished third, Pete fourth. The big game um, ha- was with uh, probably our, our number one and two for most of the season in, in uh, we will name him now, Mr. Cameron Newlands, who got there in the end. Uh, now, he was missing two players, and Tubsy, who was in second, was uh, only missing one. And Cam managed to pull off a pretty easy win in the end, uh, six to three. So, Mr. Newlands, you've been you've been mentioned now. Well done. Uh, you you did kind of lead from beginning to end, um, which we didn't give you any credit for, um, but you have pulled off that victory. So, congratulations, well Jax. And Zane will take all all of that glory. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> you 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 copied his team. Yes. Let Let's see if he can he can do that next year without following your team, Zane. I'm not sure. Well, it really depends on if Zane turns up to the draft. I'd like to see him follow my team again. <laughs> well, he, if he wants to play a player short, that, that <laughs> might be the strategy next year. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty dominant performance. So 
Uh, yes, very well done. Uh, Ultimate footy done for the season now. So we'll have to, it, it is one of the best nights of the year, the draft. So we will definitely roll that out again. If any listeners out there would like to join, um, please let us know. We, we would love a few extras. Uh, yeah, agreed. It's easy because you just sit, you just sit and forget. So it's, uh... it is a great league for that. The set and forget works really well, unless you pick someone who's out for the season. Or yeah, unless <laughs> you miss a position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, if you turn up to the draft and you realise that there was no turnovers as a category as well, you might do better next yeah. year, mate. <laughs> yeah. We'll see, see how you go. Yeah. Uh, that was it for for ultimate footy. Um, Pete, are we going to see 2K come back on anytime soon? Well, yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I need to find some time um, through moving and uh, just being just being generally busy. I have not had the time. So we'll see whether we can get that kick started again. Bear with me. We, okay. we could, we'll probably find something in the meantime. And, and the, the new fantasy season actually isn't that far away. Yes. No, don't, don't, don't remind me, but more, more stuff for me to do. <laughs> very, very true. Very, very true. Hey, that was a uh, pretty random um, episode, but fantastic. A lot of fun. Uh, the, the nugget story, I obviously didn't remember all of the, the detail too, and um, that, that's definitely a good one. We need to find those pictures to post on social media, definitely. Mm. The video. And then, like, can, can I just, just say that there are a ton of stories that were not mentioned um, that could have been very easily um, mentioned. Um, maybe, maybe for a future future podcast. Yeah, definitely Agreed. with guests. We'll definitely do that. Mm. Um, so I think we're going to close uh, again. Hi, Mike, uh, and thank you for the early crow. Um, I think that's it. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Thanks, everyone. See ya. See you guys. Thank you.